What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Nothing. Nothing has changed. Everything is still the same way it was a week ago. No, there's a new variance, maybe. I mean, there's new numbers, of course. But, you know, to try to avoid all of that this evening, we're going to give you something. Something that's on a comeback, I feel. Okay? Because I feel humanity. Humanity is on the comeback. I also feel hope. Hope is on the comeback. And you know what else is on the comeback tonight, guys? Humor. Humor is on the comeback. Hope, humanity, humor. Three H's. Triple H's, if you will. I think uh, I think that's a wrestling term. But whatever. Or a wrestling guy. Moving on. Tonight, we have three comics. All bringing you exactly what I just mentioned. A little hope, a little humanity, but a lot of humor. Two of them have brand new albums. And one of them actually performed at a comedy club in front of live living people. Crazy. It's a crazy world out there. Huh? Do you smell what these comics are cooking? That's another wrestling thing. Anyways, moving on. It's inside jokes. It's happening right now. Tune in. Don't go anywhere. Hit the intro. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Inside Jokes. I am producer Vince Tedesco. Dean Young is away this week. He will hopefully be back next week. All is good. You just, you know, need a little Dean time. But as I said off the top, we do have three comics on the panel or on the show this evening. Um, both, or all three of them, sorry, are coming from different comedy backgrounds. Both of them, two of them, have brand new albums. And like I said before, the other one actually performed at a Yuck Yucks in London, Ontario. So we're going to get the insight on what that was like in this kind of, I don't know if we're ready to say post-COVID era. But up first, a fan favorite of the show. It's been a while since we've had her on, but we're going to bring on the one, the only, and no stranger to the airwaves here in Toronto, Miss Carla Collins. Miss Carla Collins, how are you, my dear? How have things been? How are you doing? What's up? So many questions. I know it's been a while. Uh, I'm great. I feel like I have the fourth rejected Charlie's Angels here going on for you. And it was very difficult to find a turtleneck in Canada, but I did. Um, I am I'm here in Canada, uh, staying on a horse farm where I've been for almost six months now. Um, yeah. Through this pandemic, yeah. Tell us about because we were messing each other back and forth. But when you mentioned horse farm, I'm, I kind of <laughs> had this image of you on the range, kind of petting a beautiful stallion, if you will. You can take this in any direction, anyone tuning in right now, but... So many. Um, give us the I mean, backdrop of, of can, how things happen. You can buy that movie on my uh, hashtag OnlyFans. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I'm in between Barry and Collingwood. Um, I'm staying with my bestie, whom I call my gay fiancé. We're the perfect couple. I'm his beard. He's my gay fiancé. And uh, I came in to do a couple shows at the Elma Combo in September... 
and have ended up staying here because, you know, it's just a better place to be and a bunch of things were happening. And yeah, you know, I got to tell you, Vince, since the pandemic, I've become a farm girl, whereas before I had never gone north of Eglinton, you know, <laughs> um, like, and I've become vegan, full on yeah. vegan, a cat woman. Okay. Um, and uh, maybe more shocking than all of those, a Katherine Heigl fan after watching Firefly Lane. So I don't know who the hell I am or what's next. Maybe Scientology and starting to enjoy Caillou. I'm kidding. I hate that. <laughs> How can anyone enjoy Caillou? Oh, the no Lord. one would. En- now, if I want to see an entitled whiny bald dude scream, I'll just watch Doctor Phil. So I can't. I don't, even- <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I'm a little delirious, but yeah. So. Um, those are all true. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, why not? Crazy so time. in the last year and a half, things have obviously gone crazy. We try not to mention the elephant in the room or the horse in the room or whatever you want to put it. But I mean, the difference essentially in where you are now from where you were and where you were, what it looks like now, how crazy things are south of the border. I mean, from your perspective, is it really such a... Um, achievement for someone in in entertainment arts especially in comedy like how valid is that beloved visa or that uh, festival i need to make it to in sioux falls south dakota where i could possibly get recognized or wherever the case may be because as we're doing right now we can still conduct a radio show online people are getting online but what's your take on all of that on having a green card in general or right now (laughs) <laughs> both essentially I mean green cards always help but I mean it's not really on someone's checklist right now I mean is anyone rushing to get to the U.S. right now I don't think so I think things are improving I mean I joked off obviously in the fall that I you know it was almost like a scene from Planet of the Apes where I ran out of there literally on fire um as it was like a Japanese game show there uh, Satan's vision board was busy at work Every week there was something else. I would be doing Facebook or Instagram live shows. And, you know, we're all doing Zoom shows, which shave six months off of our lives, which is fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, and actually, I've been doing a lot of comedic meditations because people really need to laugh and relax. So that was good timing. Um, I, who knows? You know, everybody keeps making predictions. And although I'm the world's only stand up psychic, knock, knock, I know who's there. Um, I feel like, I feel like no one really knows. I, 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 I'm hoping it's a very different world, but you know, most people thought this was going to last like a couple months and it was an adventure and you know, the full on COVID fatigue is really sunk in now. I have, I have imaginary friends with benefits now. That's how long it's been. Um, I, I, I joke that I'm Peter, I'm Peter pansexual because I refuse to grow up and this has become never, never land. You are killing it with the one-liners. I love this Peter Pan section. <laughs> like, always baby, I've got an album. I've got an album to sell, and you know how rare that is this Yeah, week. you've always maintained this kind of hectic schedule. You're a busy girl. You mentioned comedy meditations, but through this whole crap crisis we've been going on, you put on a brand new album, which, for those of you who want to give a little cred, shot at the legendary Elmo Combo, correct? Yes. I, you know, listen, obviously that was like a lottery win to sneak in. I will tell you last year, uh, Michael Weckerly phoned me in the summer. Um, and they asked a couple of times because I thought, I don't know if I want to travel. Um, this, cause I'd have to, so I quarantined 
with the Weckerlies and we did sneak in. I was going to be the first comedian, well, and I was the first comedian to launch their comedy series. I believe it became just me the next week, Ron James, boom, everything shut down. So I did these two shows. I think they had a capacity, Vince, of about 50 people each night. And uh, I ran into a buddy from my CTV days, Millen Curry Sharples. And he said, I will put this together for you for free. I would just love to work again. And uh, we listened back. I mean, it took a while because everybody was busy. Um, And there's an album. I know that there's like, you know, um, I've called it pandemic because I wanted to capture the moment. But of course, you know, my subjects, look at me on this interview. I have like severe ADD. I talk about everything from the Property Brothers to channeling an infinite energy source to the old man and the young guy I'm dating. So it's, it's, I think it's pretty uplifting. So I don't want people to think, well, I don't want to hear about the pandemic. Um, you know, the pan, John Claude Van Pam or whatever we're calling it, the pan, <laughs> the pan, the whatever I'm trying to make light of it. But so, um, yeah, so I, I was very fortunate to be able to, to sneak this one out, which sounds well, like I just farted. One of the lines that I love is that the, in, in reading about it is that you cover everything from A to Z, Amazon to Zuckerberg. I love that line. Uh, we'll be back with more Carla Collins talking Hollywood to Horse Farm. She's here with us, guys. We'll be back with more Carla Collins right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is Richard Lett. You're listening. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, this is Alex Wood, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes right here at Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by the one and only Hakeem Optical. When you want to look a global pandemic dead in the face, go to Hakeem. Sitting in with us tonight, the lovely, the talented, the marvelous Miss Carla Collins. Carla, how are we? We're, we are good. And I like that you said we because you know I have multiple personalities. Yeah. <laughs> well, just getting to keep me that, company. <laughs> getting into that, I'm sure a lot of them do come out on this new special called, again, so rightfully titled, Pandepic or Pan Epic. Can you pronounce oh. it properly? I think that's it, Pandepic. Pandepic. Yeah, instead of Pandepic, I, I just had to change one, um, you know, word or one letter. So I'm kind of lazy. But there yeah, I thought I'd call it Pandepic. And um, it's it. It's a new album. And by the way, because I know this is so important, the just to get the housekeeping out of the way, the pre-orders are available now on iTunes. Yes. So you know, if people could buy it, it's. I know everybody's asking how to support artists. Obviously, not a lot of albums. <laughs> We've had a tough year, <laughs> but um, if you're if there's pre-orders, then you know, hopefully, it will debut in the. Um, iTunes top 10 or something, you know, when it comes out on April 9th. So recording the album, how kind of 
I mean, this was shot, what, September, you said, of last year. How of September, yeah. out of sorts did it feel to be back on stage, to kind of be going through it now and looking back thinking, hey, you know what? This actually, I, I did this, this happened, but what would you give right now to do that again? Oh, I know. So I, I but honestly, because I, I, I think at that point, I thought Canada was going to remain open and like everybody else, I didn't think it was going to be, you know, um, just that shorter window, shorter than one of my marriages. Um, so <laughs> it was it was wonderful to be on stage. It was wonderful to be back home. I have the marvelous that you hear at the beginning of this album, Vince, the great one and only godfather of comedy, Kenny Robinson. <gasps> uh, Kenny Robinson, yep. Yeah, he he was my host. And I had I know I had a couple of performers on both nights so that we could all maybe try and get a little bit of stage time. And it was fabulous. But you know, I will tell you, so Weckerly just had a lot of his billionaire buddies um, who because, you know, tickets were crazy expensive to be in person because we were streaming this right to the home. Right. So um, I literally have one cut uh, called Billionaires on Blow because I had to handle me some hecklers. Because, you know, when they're that rich and they're wiping their butts with like, you know, kittens and telling Cavendish, their butler, to <laughs> bring me more Fabergé scrambled eggs. Uh, so it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was great to see everybody. I, you know, I was only going to be here for a couple of weeks and look at me here six months later. I know. On a horse farm, nonetheless, but still rocking it. Um, transitioning from the special now to something else you mentioned, comedy meditation. Something that is so key, I think, that everybody kind of needs to embrace. Tell us a little bit about this and, and how you kind of got into it and collaborating, okay. essentially, the two. Well, thanks. It's, it's something I created um, about a year ago, um, let's say about a year and a half ago. And uh, because it, it, I know people are like, well, what? Comedy and meditation, what the hell? But it really makes sense as a marriage because when we're laughing, our, our brain is in the same wave as it is for meditation. It's both a gamma state. And it's just two of my favorite things because, you know, I'm so spiritual. Just got Botox in my third eye. I know you like the one-liners, Vince. Oh, Vinny. So um, what I do is I do about 20 or 30 minutes of comedy. I hopefully get everybody laughing, releasing endorphins. You get out of your own head. And then I just take everyone through a guided a beautiful guided meditation with my phone sex operator adjacent voice. It combines my only skills, Vince. I can write, I can do comedy, and I do voiceovers. That's it. I can barely, I can barely do anything else. I'm barely functioning in public. But um, and to take the preciousness and intimidation out of meditation. You know, people think that there's the right way and they don't want to be judged. So during this pandemic, it's also been, you know, the meditation part actually works even better online. That's because, that's a key thing. You know, People are at home alone. They don't have to drive home. They can drink. They can be pantless. They can drool. Um, so, yeah, I just, um, I, I really love it. It's my baby. And, um, you yeah, know, I'm hoping, speaking of those billionaires, that maybe someone takes a look at it and says, I should invest in that. Uh, there you go. Uh, Ms. Carla Collins, you said it best, getting it out of your own, getting out of your own head, which is something we all need to do right now. The album comes out April 9th. Yes, sir. And Epic, Ms. Carla Collins, I thank you for your time today. Um, where can everybody find you on social? Like social media, what's your tags and everything? At Carla Collins Comedian on Insta, at Carla underscore Collins on Twitter. Go to YouTube to watch my um, podcast, Carla Collins Rocks the Elmo and the Doucheless Vegan, and uh, comedicmeditation.com for more info on 
how to get, take a higher selfie and put in the omen omg <laughs> Marla, thank you so much for your time tonight uh we look forward to hearing more great things from you congrats with the new album pandemic drops april 9th check it out all streaming services miss carla collins thank you once again namaste vince Hi, this is Brian O'Gorman, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. There you go. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I'm your host for the evening, Vince Tedesco. Thanks again to Miss Carla Collins. And once again, brought to you by, of course, our good friends at Hakeem Optical, making Clark Kent cool again. Because you know what, kids? Clark Kent actually had a job. He did. He had a job. And he wore glasses at that job so he could see better. Okay? That other guy that he turned into, Superman, that was charity work, folks. We like Clark. Clark Kent had a job. He went to work every day and he wore glasses. Hakeem Optical. Thank you. Moving into our next guest right now, we are bringing to the stage Mr. Tommy Marshall. Tommy, how are we doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Much like our first guest, Miss Carla Collins, you also have a brand new comedy album that just came out. I do, into yes. Into the Weeds. Into the into Weeds. The weeds. Now, uh, Tommy, where was this uh, kind of all taking place? Where was this all shot? Where was this all recorded? Tell us everything that happened. Uh, well, I got approached by the owner of the Ottawa Yuck Yucks, Howard Wagman. He asked me if I wanted to headline at some point uh, over the Christmas break last year. And I said, sure, let's do that. Let's, or no, what was it last year or two years ago? I can't even remember. Uh, and I, it wasn't 2020. Okay, so 2019, two years ago, yeah. 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 Well, you know, the pandemic makes you just think like it's one year. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea how old I am anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, I uh, put some stuff together and figured that, like, if I'm going to be doing this, uh, like, I'm originally from Ottawa. Like, I could have a bunch of family and friends come out. I might as well just record it and see what happens and record it. And it turned out really well. So I kind of shopped around to different labels and then I got picked up by uh, Cottage Country Digital uh, with uh, Tyler Morrison, Tyler Shazma. Great guys. the show. And, uh, Shout out to Tyler Morrison. Yeah, so they they, uh, they put it all together and released it, and uh, and here we are. Now I'm uh, living on my yacht in the Caribbean, and uh, I'm a bajillionaire and, uh, you know, Canadian comedy. It just pays dividends. Awesome. But are you vaccinated? That's the only thing that people want to know. Am I vaccinated? No. <laughs> <laughs> on your yacht uh, in the Caribbean. Will, any, will anyone ever get vaccinated here, Chris? That's the ongoing question we're all battling right now. 
Tommy, that's insane that it was kind of shot pre a pandemic, but I mean, you're getting into it right now. What is everything like, what are the kind of the topics we can find on your album? What do you kind of get into? Uh, well, I, I'm just more of a storyteller, I guess, but I, I kind of get into some, some just weird thoughts that I have. I don't know. just like, uh, just kind of like into the weeds kind of came to me as the thing that's just like, all right, let's get, let's get into the thick of it. And like, here, here's some weird stuff that I did as a child and continue to do. And, uh, I mean, can I get not too political? There is a kind of a jab at the RCMP that kind of kicks things off, but other than that. <laughs> I guess it's just kind of like it's just it's just stories, man, and it's just weird. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, well, jabs, jabs are kind of tricky these days with everything that's kind of on the rise. Last week we did a massive episode on kind of you know tackling cancel culture and what you can and cannot say on stage anymore. And there's the different variances of cancel culture. Um, right. Being someone outspoken as you are, and you know. From Toronto, uh, in Toronto now, from Ottawa. You also had some time in Montreal. You got a nice perspective on cross province and and kind of a look of what the Canadian landscape is like. What are your sort of thoughts on all of that, and how do you kind of push the buttons without pushing the limits? Uh, just be funny. <laughs> like, Check. Okay. I think you can joke about any topic at all, as long as it's something that's funny and and clever. I think it's just, I, I find a lot of people that are very against cancel culture are a lot of really lazy writers that are just picking the low hanging fruit. And then people are like, Hey, you shouldn't say that. And then be like, Whoa, don't try and cancel me. I'm like, no, just maybe just be better at your crafts. Cause it's just, it's just a lot of it. I find is just lazy writing. I oh, personally don't think there's any topic, but uh, like, that can't be broached, but I, I'll, I'll, there are some topics that I just don't go near because I, I, I don't know anything about them. So I'm just going to stick to what I know. So that's just, well, that's basically my two cents. You mentioned it right there, right off the bat, is be more creative in your writing. And as a, a veteran in, in the stand-up world and as a, a comedy writer as you are, I mean, I also want to see your take on essentially the ones out there right now, essentially that, you know, we, we, we can't get at the clubs and, and work on new material. We don't know essentially what joke is going to hit or how do I need to restructure this differently using different words? How's my vocabulary throughout this entire bit? What are my hit points? And some people, yeah, don't do their homework. They do the lazy way out and they get on social media and they just spew whatever they think is funny or they follow whatever trend is out there via TikTok, Instagram, whatever the, the, the social platform is to be funny. And they do it long enough where they get an audience that thinks, hey, you're hilarious. All of a sudden, you put them on a stage, it ain't happening. They yeah. can't hold their weight in a microphone cord at all. So you said it perfectly, I think, is you put more effort into your writing. What do you feel on those people who essentially want to take a shortcut into the stand-up comedy route? Because, I mean, you've, you've come a long way. You've put some hard years into your craft. So... I mean, just your thoughts on, on those kind of, uh, not naysayers, but uh, jump the liners, if you will. Let's call them that, sure. Uh, they get exposed pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, there, there was like a social media guy, like a YouTube star that they gave to JF, like JFL put on, like in one of their shows, like a few years ago. I forget the guy's name, and that's, that's how memorable he is. 
<laughs> like, like like I'm somebody. Uh, but like, yeah, he. I think he got booed off stage after like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, left. because then there there comes the the credibility of how many followers do you have, how many likes do you have, and certain festivals tend to look at that and think, oh, well, there's a draw, meaning that's money people will spend to see. But when it comes to actual talent, c'est la vie. Um, Tommy, you can buy followers, can't you? What was that? You can, but you can buy followers. Yeah, yeah. So like who cares? Uh, Tommy, for you, for, for as I said, you you know, for in Toronto now, from Ottawa, in Montreal, what is it about sort of Montreal, even people just outside of the general greater Toronto area that produce such, you know, great stand-ups like yourself? That is there something that's kind of like you sort of, I don't know, you, you're almost like, um, what's a, what's a, what, what's a good word? Like you're almost kind of labeled in a certain way if you're from Toronto. And if you're in, if you're not in the thick of it, in the grind of it, in the city, if you're outside, you kind of have a better viewpoint of what you're looking in to A, be a better comedy writer, B, be a better stand-up, C, have a better presence on stage. It, and that's totally you as someone, you know, from Northern, you know, Ottawa, you know, lived in Montreal, now cutting your teeth in Toronto. Is there a viewpoint that you can kind of see from like looking outside of Metropolis of the people trying to make it in there? Um, well, first off, I live like right in Toronto and I don't think anyone is actually from Toronto. Another good point. There you <laughs> like, go. Every, there, there is a, there is a very short list of comedians in Toronto that were actually born and raised here. Cause like, I don't, I, I, I feel like I grew up, I didn't even grow up in Ottawa proper. I grew up like outside of Ottawa, like surrounded by fields and forest. And I don't know, like, I guess, I kind of got my comedy chops just from hanging out with my knucklehead friends and like choosing the case of story and any exactly. of those fields like, are uh, like, so, like, I'm not like growing up. I was not like the funniest one in our group. There were funnier people in our group. I was just the one that I guess, uh, didn't care. To drive? Like, didn't care enough to like, to, to, to like have an ego, so to speak, and not take it to the stage and get booed off a few hundred times. So that's why I'm here. And persistence counts, Tommy. Persistence exactly. counts. Exactly. On my yacht. On your yacht. And my growing yacht. up in northern uh, uh, Ottawa, were uh, you uh, ever uh, stumbled across a horse farm? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, just because uh, our first guest, Carter Collins, is currently... There was a, there was a cow pasture across the street from my high school, man. Uh, was cow tipping a thing back then too? I remember. You know, you know what? Actually, yeah. Um, my high school biology teacher uh, taught us how to do it <laughs> one day. How to properly cow tip? Yeah. So what you want to do? We didn't. We didn't actually go do it. We were going to go do it in like grade eleven, but we ended up getting too high and just staying <laughs> in my house and watching a, like a Nick Cage movie and eating chips. Because <laughs> like it was, it's not it was not a short walk. So what you want to do is you want to run at the cow with like three of your friends all at the same time and hit it on like the back hip. Because if you hit it in the center, it'll like break its ribs. You can really hurt it. So if you hit it on the back hip, uh, it'll like kind of keel over slowly. And then you want to run like hell because they can move if they're pissed. So like wow. you will get chased if you cow tip. Also, just it? don't do it. Just like leave the poor thing alone. Well, was, was it no, only cow tipping that was a thing or because you never hear of horse tipping i mean horses i guess are more flexible uh yeah probably that and probably because they'll 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 kill you with a kick to the head so don't do that either. 
be nice. Just be nice to the animals. Be nice to the animals. Um, Tommy, obviously, this is kind of what the whole album is about, getting into your head, uh, getting into the weeds of what your thought process is like and becoming a comic and, and, and seeing all this unfold. Um, where can everyone find you, kind of social media standpoints and everything like that? Where can everybody kind of look everything up? Uh, I got Instagram. I post a lot, too. It's at uh, Mommy Tarshall. Uh, <laughs> Explain that. Okay, because like, Back when I, I got Twitter, I mean, I don't really use Twitter that much because I'm just way too long-winded for that character cap. Uh, I tried to register to add Tommy Marshall, and it was some, like, accountant in Indiana who had, like, one tweet. And I was like, well, I just I'll go by Mommy Tarshall then. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of stuck, and then I used that for Instagram. So you can find me at Mommy Tarshall. And uh, I'm actually performing at Ottawa Yucks this weekend on friday saturday uh and but this show comes out on sunday so you guys missed it um <laughs> uh, in social media yeah yeah social media. The hell out of it in social media i don't uh, have tiktok because i i don't care exactly hey i'm with you buddy mommy tarshall i thank you so much for your time today the album is called into the weeds it's out right now on all your streaming services Courtesy of Cottage Comedy. Tommy, I thank you so much, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. How's it going? Thank you. Take care, man. Cheers. Tedesco, as I mentioned off the top, Dean is away this week, but brought to you as always by our lovely sponsor, Hakeem Optical. Dean tends to say, even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. Implying that if you're in the back row of a comedy club and you can't see the stage, go down to Hakeem Optical and get yourselves a pair of glasses. Now, that tagline kind of didn't work the last, I don't know, 12 to 16 months. But you know what? It's starting to work now. And you know why I know why it's starting to work now? Because our next guest was actually in a comedy club performing with people in a back row. Please welcome to the line, friend of the show, the hilarious, the outstanding, the brave and talented, the man who got on a stage and performed in front of a live studio audience. 
in London, Ontario, just seven days ago, the one, the only, Chris Robinson. Yay, yay. Did you like my Michael Buffer intro, Chris? How was that, buddy? <laughs> that was incredible. I've never gotten an intro like that before. I, I love it. I need to be hosting more shows. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been a crazy week. We still talk, you know, about the dreaded C word. Oh, yeah. Which was something different in comedy. But now everybody just accepts that as COVID. Yep. But uh, as I said, you, my friend, were on a stage in front of actual people. Man, this was my first time on stage in... First time in a club. Since yeah, in a club. Probably, probably like October. October. Yeah, I think October, my first time in a club. And my first show maybe like since December or something. So it was... So wow. right off the top, how rusty were you? Oh, man, it just felt so bizarre. I was I was definitely rusty. You know, like, because you there's a mix of wanting to kill, but at the same time, having months of stuff that you want to talk about and get off your chest. So it was like half of me is like, should I just do my stuff that works? Or should I try out this bit about shaving my balls that I've been thinking about? You know, like I, I have so many, I don't know the options to choose from. <laughs> so I, I did a mix of both, but it went over really well. The crowds are amazing. Well, that's something I wanted to get into because we, we discussed it with our previous guest, uh, Tommy Morrison, obviously comedy writing and, and, and the, the art form of actually writing jokes that you can't work out because nothing is open. So yeah. you don't know what's going to hit or miss. You don't know how your verbiage is. And Tommy expressed that as well. But I mean, he shot his, his last album special kind of on the brink of right before the pandemic. So you getting back out on stage and, and trying out new material right now. And you're like out there without a, a safety net in a way. Like, I don't know. Oh yeah. It's, and it's, it's wild too, because um, yeah, there's just so much stuff that you want to talk about. And then I only have like, I was hosting the, the show too. So, you know, I have like 10 minutes to open up. So I'm like, Ugh. I, I'm like, I, I couldn't understand what I want to choose or, or what I want to talk about. And then sometimes you want to talk to the audience, but the way the setup was now is there's a huge plexiglass that's oh, in front okay. of you, uh, right? It's in front of you and beside you. So you can kind of see people, but you mostly just see yourself, like just a reflection of me. So it was basically like I was performing stand-up in a like house of mirrors, you know, like it was very bizarre just performing in a mirror and then like hearing laughter of people. Like I felt like I was tripping on shrooms or something. It was <laughs> Okay. Well, that's a couple of things I wanted to point on right now. So let's, for anyone listening, who's, kind of outside of the greater Toronto area. As we're mentioning, Chris performed at Yuck Yucks in London, London, Ontario. Break down the kind of COVID protocol rules that Yuck Yucks did. So maximum capacity was how many people? 50 people. So 50, 50 people, people in a room that normally holds? Probably like 300? 300, 300, easy. It's a huge room. Okay, so there's enough social distancing in there. Yeah. Masks are worn at all times, I'm assuming? Uh, worn while walking around and stuff. But Correct. But once you're at your seat. Yeah. Okay. And the comic is then on stage, but performing behind plexiglass. Yeah. So it's almost you're watching like comedy in a box. <laughs> yeah. Glass box, like a glass case of emotions, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally felt like you're like a zoo animal on display kind of. 
Okay, so I mean, if you're a comic and you got to perform on a yuck yucks, hey, take the good with the bad. But yeah. you hit the one thing that every comic is dying for is that you heard laughter. Oh, you heard people God. in a club. There was energy in a room, and it, it was, was at the palm of your hand. Honestly, the feeling of just being around people was incredible, you know, and and people just coming out and saying like, oh, you know, we were waiting for weeks for this and we're just so happy to get out and like hear some laughs and stuff. And it's usually a room that's kind of like a tough room because it has like really high ceilings. It's really spaced out. And you're talking about like the London club in general, yeah, the right? London club in general Sorry. usually like, no, yeah. it's kind of a tough room. And because the they have a lot of people who are like, it's in a casino. So it's a lot of people like, you know, just taking a break from the slots to come up and watch a show and stuff like that. But this show on Saturday was amazing, man. The, the crowds were really into it. You could tell people are hungry for comedy. You know, you could tell they're, they're hungry for entertainment and they're just happy to be, be out supporting and, and stuff. It was, it was phenomenal. Hungry for entertainment. Is that not the mandate that what we all need to be talking about right now? Because that's another H. Hey, Chris, that's another H. Because right off the top, I said that hope, humanity, and humor was on the comeback. Mm-hmm. But now a hunger for entertainment. Because yeah. I had like Triple H, but then it was like, I thought I'd make it <laughs> like sued. Yeah. But now we have like a quadruple H, a hunger for entertainment. Uh, Chris Robinson, the last time we spoke to you, the last time you were on the show, you had a new album you were producing. And now you were on stage performing new material. What is up? What's coming up? What are you cooking on? Can you smell what the Chris Robinson's cooking? What, what do you got in the works, buddy? <laughs> Oh man, I got some, uh, I actually, honestly, one of my favorite new jokes is about Zoom because I've been doing comedy on Zoom for the past year, basically. And, you know, it's like, it feels so good to, one of the jokes is like, I felt so good to perform in front of a live audience and hear laughs from people because I'm used to staring at somebody through a webcam, like laying under their covers and then they just type LOL. And I'm like, bro, I can see you're not laughing. Like turn your webcam off if you're not going to laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's been the mandate for the last 16 months. So yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing that they got to happen. So on the bill, essentially, a uh, friend of the show, Keith Pedro was the headliner. Yep. Yeah. And Yuck Yucks is still doing shows uh, this weekend and the following weeks coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so get online, as long check as- yuckyucks.com. Big shout out to Yuck Yucks. They're also friends of ours as well. We love them over there. Doing shows in London. Other uh, clubs are opening, I'm assuming, outside of the Toronto area. So yeah, Oshawa. is open. Yeah. And, um, I'm not really sure but about the other ones. Check the, check the sites. Find out who's performing. Get back out there. There is a hunger for entertainment. There is a hunger for humor. Humanity is on the rise. Hope is on the rise. We got it all coming back at you right now. You're making everything seem so fearless these days, Chris. So I just want to thank you for your time, buddy. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for your service. I'm not trying to say that in a mocking way, but you know what? Laughter is the best medicine, buddy. And you brought it to people and keep on doing what you do. Thank you, Chris Robinson. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Keep in touch. We'll be, uh, uh, chit-chatting with you obviously you know forever all your upcoming projects you've got coming on but where can people find you right now what are your social media handles where can people check out chris robinson you can find me on instagram at snapshot robinson or on twitter at bodmon robinson and um yeah those are the two and if you go on my instagram i have a link tree to my comedy album and like web series i was on and different things like that 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today, Chris. We love you, buddy. Be safe out there. Talk soon. That is it for another week here at Inside Jokes. Uh, I just want to shout out that if you're celebrating Passover or Easter, happy Passover, happy Easter weekend to you all. Uh, We thank you for listening. Dean will hopefully be back next week. But yeah, to wrap up, guys, I know it's a crazy world out there. You keep listening to the station. It's a lot of numbers that are on the rise. It's a lot of variances in the air. But the one thing you can do is tune in on a Sunday, hopefully listen to our show, hopefully catch up with some great comics, and hopefully bring you a little hope, a little humanity, a little humor, and the hunger, as Chris Robinson said, the hunger for entertainment. Spring is in the air. Summer will soon follow. Guys, better times are coming up. So we hope for the best. As I said, humanity, we love you. And humor, you'll find it here every Sunday night at 9 o'clock. Stay tuned for our Comedy Rx, our Comedy Prescription of the Week. I'm signing off. Vince Tedesco as your guest host for the week. Like I said, Dean will be back next weekend. Tune in for Comedy Rx. Cruiser, I love you. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Carla Collins. A dual citizenship. We are spiritual beings renting these tuxedos our physical bodies connected to the skies and the earth and also take this time to listen to your younger self maybe the little you has something to remind you of a naivete a wonder an enthusiasm that's missing from your life we always need mentors who are older and younger than ourselves So you can learn from the younger you and teach the younger you because there is no time or space. And on the next push, feel free to jump off the swing like we did when we were kids, knowing that the beautiful blanket of snow will brace your fall. And then just let go. Maybe be extra kind to everyone, especially yourself. Namaste.